This is the Right Guys Podcast, where we bring you the best in entertainment and fun game shows. And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Josh Hammerley. Welcome back to another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling, and we're back at it. Back at it. I gotta say, you weren't here on Monday. I'm yep. glad you're looking better. Nothing serious, just a little bit of a cold, yeah. a little sniffle. It was like um, exhaustion. Glad you're doing better. Thanks. I will tell you, it it was it was fun, but it was fun doing the intro myself. But I don't think I'm very good at it because well, what I what I had to do is I had to put on the gruffy voice. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I had to pretend that it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So then I had to like mm-hmm. make my voice airy, so you thought it was a different person. The <laughs> Right Guys Podcast, and then I go, "Hey, everybody, back to another episode," just to try and sound like two people, like a right. little voice actor. Um. What I thought was hilarious is when you're like, it's going to be a really short show today. And like, you lay down for seven minutes. And I'm like, come on. Man. It could have gone longer. It could have gone longer. You could have been an hour longer. and a half, but you're looking at the clock like, oh. Uh. Anyway. Oh, man. Well, so I was trying to think of something fun to do today because, you know, we're always kind of looking for the next big thing. And I like mm-hmm. making people laugh. So I kind of came up with something here. I want you to, I, want, I just kind of want you to check it out. Right, before we get gonna, into it, okay. I got to ask you real quick. Huh. Band-Aid or no Band-Aid? You saw what's under the oh, Band-Aid. Oh, Should I do yeah. Band-Aid or no Band-Aid? Let's go. I say keep the Band-Aid on because I like the theatrical look to it, right? Yeah, I, I feel like... Go to the wound. Go to the who wound. Was that? Who was it? Nelly or Usher that used to do it? In the, in the yeah. Not that yeah. bad. Not that bad. Just, I, you know, I'll just keep it open. Whatever. Um, not. I mean, it's kind of a cool story. Uh, yeah, I was bringing my son to an extracurricular activity, and um, we were in a parking lot that has a... Uh, Strangely enough, like a culvert, like a drainage ditch built into the parking mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. I can go ahead and put that on the screen. Um, this drainage ditch. Oh, and, the, and this, and it's it's only like a one and a half foot drop. It's just to try and get water. I guess they have drainage problems. Sure. This elderly man just drove his Cadillac right through it. And nice. like crunch, front of it's all gone, destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, wheel was stuck in there, so I had to like try and sure. lift it up. So I see that right as I'm there. I, I hit the brakes. I run out into the back of my Jeep to try yeah. and find my tow cable and maybe some first aid kits. And I didn't have it on me because it's not really cold enough to need a tow hitch around here in Texas, uh, a tow strap. <laughs> and my Jeep, I have a soft top on my Jeep, so I mm-hmm. opened up my rear window, flipped it over the top, and in my haste to try and help this guy, Mm. Um, I didn't do a good enough job and it fell and just square hit me right in the nose, which was very painful. The funny thing is he mm. wasn't injured at all, Well, but, good. <laughs> but I had blood coming down my face. Yeah. So yeah. as more people showed up to the scene, they thought I was the victim <laughs> and they're like running over to help me. I'm like, no, 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 no. unrelated, unrelated. I know it looks like I just got an accident. It's actually this guy. Help him. Yeah. You look um, like you've kind of hit a steering yeah. wheel. Yeah, but luckily we were able to find uh, someone with a tow strap. I was able to get it hooked up and uh, get behind the wheel and and kind of hit the reverse the, pedal. Don't and you hate that, that last sound of the window coming down right before it hits you in the face? Like you hear it right before it happens, yeah, and then bam, yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh. it's hit me. It's hit me before, but it always like hits. It glances off the forehead. This yeah. was like, if anyone knows the back of the Jeep windows, there's like a pretty sharp point yeah. where it, it goes into a channel. And every other time it's ever hit me, it glanced off my head. This time it just hit me square in the nose. So that's what's going on here. Um, I've been covering it, putting Neosporin on it, trying to avoid a scar there. Um, 
But yeah, let's but, get yeah. into this game because you, you well, explained this. Scars are cool. Scars are cool, and they give you clever nicknames. The there. good thing Scar is, it's face. right. It's right on my like scrinch scrinch your line. scrinchy part where. It, yeah. So I just um, have more lines. I'm getting old. Look at I don't that. care Look about scars. Feet. Like I have a scar on my nose, like here where I got a scar. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't want it to look like I'm always frowning at someone. <laughs> that to me, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always look like this. Wait until you're you're. you're... Your friends, your your kids start bringing friends home. They're gonna think, oh, yeah, yeah, scrunches. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah, awful. Yeah. All right, so I was right, trying to think. Of some, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to think of something fun, and I always uh, it always bugs me that people get their information from headlines. Like, mm -hmm. how often do we do we say most of these uninformed voters are just getting their stuff from the headlines? So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna throw this at you, I'm making this up as we go. But I'm gonna call this right, left, woke. Are broke. Oh, you've got you've got you got a presentation. I do well. It came with this, ladies and gentlemen. This is right, left, woke, are broke. Our first contestant is a father of this two a... from Texas. It's father Max McGuire. This is like a segment. This is like a oh, segment. Man, we have an this. animated intro. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wanted to go right, right. with it. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So you set okay. for it. You set for yeah, it. Yeah. So what are the rules? How do how do you play? Uh, all right. Here's here's how we go. I'm going to read you a headline. Uh -huh. And you're going to tell me if it came from some uh, uh, publications like Right, that's on the left, whether they're woke, woke, or broke. Was right? wh what do you mean woke or broke? Woke. You can mean? just call it woke. That's obviously from a woke site. Like if you if you but think would that like, also be a left site? Yes. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't, don't want. I don't want to ruin the rules. <laughs> listen, listen. You're, you're already okay. 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 It. All right. Okay. 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 Here we go. Okay. Here we go. First, first, first headline. First headline. Wait. What go. is broke? What is broke? Has broke. Oh, it's just it's. I don't like that. Broke it. Throw it out oh. of here. Oh, okay. Broke. Okay. I, I just had to have something that, that rhymed with woke. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke. It was just, okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Um, House passes stopgap bill to avert government shutdown. That is, is a. I think that's mainstream media. So uh, uh, keep going. I'm sorry. I thought there was a timer there. I, I think that's Fox it. News. I think it's Fox News. That one came from C N in today okay. can you believe uh -huh. that one yeah I, they're actually reporting on on some news next one here we go travis kelsey apologizes to the most important man in taylor swift's life after concert mishap i think that's fox news you're right wow <laughs> there we go now I'll they, they've been so they've been <laughs> i i haven't seen that headline but they've been all in on the travis kelsey taylor swift because it plays in the American heartland, not just in Kansas City area. Oh yeah, but it, it plays for clicks. So that was a lucky guess because because they've been they've been all up on them. Taylor Swift has enough followers to start her own country. So yeah, you know what I mean. And you just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, uh, I just had all my politics ones up here. Xi to Biden, despite tensions, turning our backs on each other, not an option. Right, left, woke, or broke. Say that again. G to Biden. Despite tensions, Biden. turning our backs on each other, not an option. I think that's woke. Ooh, it's woke. That one came from the Politico today. Yeah, that's pretty woke. It is pretty woke. Well, it you, depends you, on whether Politico is left or woke. Um, you think they're left or woke? I mean, if we had to put them in Politico a box. Is Politico is definitely left or center, but I think they're more woke than left. More woke than left. Yeah, like, I, I would say I, that. I think that. I think that, like, when it comes time for prayer time, they're not bowing down in the direction of the Democratic National Committee, right? They're bowing down to, like, the nearest 
mm-hmm. uh, ivory tower in a university for the woke dogma. Mm. I think Next I think one. that they take their orders from there instead. Okay. okay. Mayorkas warns of dangers to the U.S. if it loses tools to block terrorists from using drones and WMDs. Mayorkas. I think that's right. That one comes from the Associated Press today. Rebecca Santana. And that one kind of surprised me because, you know, usually... They're they're trying to paint him as doing a good job. So that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Oh. If you're going to take the whole hearing and Mm -hmm. boil it down into a headline... You'd want to boil it down into him saying we need more money to keep the American people safe without actually getting into the nitty gritty of explaining that he has no intention of keeping the American people safe. Got it. I, I think I understand that one. Here's here's another to go with you. Uh, we'll go back to this one. Hunter Biden calls for a Trump subpoena saying political pressure was put on his criminal case. That's right. That's you're making the claim that's right. Uh, I think that that's one, right. I, I don't think the left is even covering Hunter Biden. That one comes from the Politico today, mm. from the Associated okay. Press. So I, I thought some it. of these. They'll cover yeah. it as long as it's anti-Trump. Okay. That's whoa! I didn't think about that angle on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, next one. If you don't get this one, uh, I'm going to laugh. Nikki Haley walks back. Verify everybody's social media proposal. Wants free speech for anonymous Americans. So, I mean, she kind of put her foot in her mouth when she was on the stage the yeah. other night. And so, she's like... <laughs> the the right websites went hard on her. Because, yeah. like, this is a, this is an American tradition of, of anonymously hating on your government. You talk about yeah. the Federalist Papers, um, Madison yeah. and company, writing under the pseudonym Publius, um, Publius, whatever. Uh, this is a tradition of being able to anonymously talk about what you think society should look like. So she got attacked over that. Oh, she's uh, attacked. So that could be a right like walk back. That uh, that to me seems like a National Review kind of headline. Really? All right, yeah. here we go. That was. But on it could be left too. Fox News oh, okay. comes up with that one. Yeah. You were right. Your yeah. first inclination yeah. was right. You're yeah. like the ride's coming at her hard for this one. Yeah, it's a so, walk back. It is. That was interesting, man. I thought she said some really dumb. I, I mean, it sounded oh, she, like a Chinese overlord on that one, right? Well, it like, it, it, isn't Nikki Haley not even her real name? Yeah, like it's her, her original it, name. It's her married name. I forget. I was just um, a, a Jeopardy question the other day too. She's got her real name is Nimarada. We can put that on the screen for everyone watching. Um, Nimarada. So it is interesting. She doesn't have to go by her birth name. That's fine. No. But it is interesting to me that someone who has a name that they don't use would insist on everyone on the internet using their given names. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it probably just uh, tests much better yeah. saying Haley. You know, never know. Next one. How RFK Jr. could change the outcome of the 2024 election. That's left. Absolutely. Man, you were all over that one. That came out yeah. of CNN. They're, they're mad at him. So, um, I've seen different polls. I've seen some polls say that he pulls more from Trump, but I've seen other polls that say he pulls more from Biden if he's in if he's in the mix. And not only are Democrats trying to accuse him of pulling from Biden, but they're actually accusing him and trying to take every other third party candidate at the same time and say they're basically Trump light. So that's been a big push this past week from leftist organizations 
um, to brand RFK as mini Trump and just as bad as Trump. I was trying to go to NBC, but I keep getting hung up on there. Please take off your ad blocker so we mm. can make money off of you now. Well, I'm going to guess that, that, that's a woke. You don't even have to read that, it. I'll, I'll oh, that okay. That was woke. Yeah, we'll go with that one for woke. Like, can you please feed us? Because we can't get people to actually pay us yeah. for what we do. Yeah. New Hampshire sets January 23rd as presidential primary date, bucking Biden's preference. Uh, that's right. Right, left. Woke or right. broke. That comes from NPR.org. Uh, the classic. Uh, some of these I'm trying to get you on, right? You, you'd be yeah. shocked that. Well, but, it, it, it's interesting. So at, at my old job, I uh, when I worked for a bigger media company that we were both involved with, yes. um, one of my old jobs was as like an editor in chief, kind of their online publication. And so I've I've learned I've learned the style guide because there's a lot of people who worked mm. with us who wanted us to follow like the AP style guide, and then I've learned a lot about how headlines get chosen, and it's really interesting. First of all, everyone needs to know the headline that gets published is almost never the headline that the writer has in mind. Very seldom does the writer's headline actually survive to publication. It's this small cabal of like two or three editors who ultimately decide what the headline is. Really? And the headline, as you said, everyone that's all people really read. The headline is designed to drive the message home so they will choose a synonym. They'll choose – they'll go through the thesaurus. And they'll find whatever word best is for their viewpoint. Um, so bucking, that's interesting. Bucking mm -hmm. is like, it's like resisting, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, in retrospect, that is more of a left word, uh, a left publication word that they would choose for bucking. Um, whereas yeah. like the right would be like denying, refusing, right? Um, standing up against, you know what I mean? Like more of a defiant what, what, what's scary about it is that it, with all those people that get their information from those headlines and there's a small group that's in charge of putting those out. I mean, imagine their influence on just uh, public opinion, especially as those headlines come out before elections and stuff like that. And then they hit the, the socials, right? I mean, we're playing this game as kind of tongue in cheek, but people, I mean, we're starting to display here that the psychology behind these headlines and that's how that's all anyone ever sees on their phones. They start going through the messages, right? They start going through all their apps and it's just headline after headline after headline. And when I ask people, did you read the depth of some of these stories? You know what they almost always say to me? No, I, I didn't. No, I didn't. Never. But, they'll, but they'll quote it as though it is some sort of fact, right? And that's yeah. a powerful place to be in a society. I mean, imagine it, it, it's stronger than any propaganda that's out there. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. That kind of blows my mind. So I really do appreciate you playing today. Well, I, I like it. Yeah. I, I think I think we can – I like it. I think we can make it better. I think we can have graphics of the headlines Ooh. without the logo. Kind of like – you know how late night mm. it makes it look yeah, like yeah, a yeah, piece yeah. of paper? Ooh, I like that. I, oh, like maybe like a Letterman kind of thing Ooh. where he holds up a board yeah. with, the, the, with the article. Or the old in an yeah. envelope. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think we can we – can, I like it. I like the, I like yeah. the segment. Um, speak, you, you jog my memory about something. We're oh. not going to be talking about this a lot today, but in terms of like headlines and driven narratives, did you see what the BBC just had to do with the uh, retraction? What did they retract? Was it an Israel post? <laughs> an Israel, an Israel. That's what I, okay. Well, let, let's just watch the apology because it's, okay. it's, it's bonkers. 
And now uh, an apology from the BBC. A BBC News, uh, as it covered uh, initial reports that Israeli forces has entered Gaza's main hospital. We said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. So we apologize for this error, which fell below our usual editorial standards. The correct version of events was broadcast minutes later so this, that that's a big mess up that's right it's <laughs> huge dude the real news is that israel went stormed the hospital because as they've shown we now have video pictures there are tunnels underneath these hospitals that, that hamas was using not only that they found where hostages were being held but that the real story is that as israel went into these hospitals they brought along with them medical personnel and arabic translators so that they could care for people but the BBC reported that the IDF was entering the hospital and targeting medical personnel and Arabic translators. That is as far off as it could possibly be. And everyone makes mistakes, but all of the mistakes we've seen in this conflict have all been against Israel. Like, no one has ever given Israel the benefit of the doubt. Now, you can disagree on whether Israel deserves it or not. That's fine. But just like what happens in the media with Trump, the media never gives Trump the benefit of the doubt ever. Yeah. And they always assume the worst in anything he says. So when these mistakes always fall on one side, benefiting one party and hurting the other, you wonder whether they're actually mistakes. Yeah, because all people see are that headline. Yeah. And that's what will pop up on their phone when news yeah. breaks and they get that little flash and they see those words, you know, Israel killing um you know, well, I'm sorry. It was um, what's the name of the language and the people, right? They're, yeah, they're yeah. actively killing, and it's like, no, yeah, that's a huge error. And that, yeah, it's it's as far off as it could possibly be. Yeah, have you it's, seen this? Have you seen this fool, um, Jackson Hinkle? Have you seen him on Twitter? Jackson Hinkle, I've heard the name. Put, put his face up. So I'll put I'll put it up real quick. Yeah, what is this Jack Wagon doing? Um, he is the most shared. Twitter account, most viral Twitter account, because all he's doing is basically taking anything related to Israel-Palestine and basically just spreading Palestinian propaganda. So he he has like like this, like <laughs> he's bla- he's just spreading uh, uh, Al Jazeera, saying that Israel deliberately threw a stun grenade at an 11 year old girl, which chances are that's not what happened. Right. Yeah. Chances are not that's not what happened. But I'll see if I can find the one about the tunnels. Uh, where is it? Oh my gosh! Look at yeah, this. It's just, I mean, all, this it's just all propaganda. Propaganda. I, I can't. I, I have to go to my account to find it because I responded because it was just so like there's too much propaganda to even go through. Yeah. Um. Here we go. Unreal. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. So they found in the hospital. A elevator shaft that goes 20 some odd stories down below the hospital into the tunnels and they and they took a picture of that and this idiot it says that's an elevator shaft not a hamas terror tunnel <laughs> when it's the elevator shaft to the tunnel and you see this 3.3 million views unreal Nineteen thousand retweets 79,000 likes flagrantly false 
just flagrantly false. And he doesn't care that it's false. I said that's an elevator shaft down to Donald, you idiot. Um, but, like, here is the Jerusalem Post talking about this. And they literally mention that it is... Um, it's somewhere in here that, yeah. that that they found it was an elevator shaft going down into this. So uh, it's it's crazy how just the propaganda is allowed to spread, is allowed to. And I, I'm not one for like silencing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't silence, but it's it's absolutely a critique of society as a whole. And this is global because he's not getting all these likes just from the United States. Yeah, that people are so consumed by their own confirmation biases. Yeah, that they believe Israel is just lying about everything, is deliberately killing children. That when they see something, they post it, everyone spreads it, and by the time it's actually debunked, it doesn't matter. Everyone's seen it. Everyone believes it. It, it becomes talking points at, at work. It becomes talking points at school. It becomes talking points in, in good company, right? That, that, and, and that information gets shared, and before... And as the information is being shared, it's all based on a bunch of just headlines, Max. Yeah. That's the craziest part about it. Just words generated by a small cabal of people. You know, we don't like to go back to the small group of people in the world are, are making things happen. But when you've got a small group of people that make the world's headlines happen, you, you've got to think yeah. that there's some sort of plan there. Yeah. There's some and, sort of effort, right? And, it, and we also saw that there was, I think, at least one CNN photojournalist and one AP journalist, don't quote me on that. It was, it was there were a couple journalists embedded with Hamas when they launched the attack on Israel on October seventh. So these weren't full time employees, but these were the contractors who basically cover everything, and then they sell their footage to all these different news outlets. And there was one that works for CNN almost exclusively there, and I believe it was either him or another one. There's actually a video, a, pic, a video that he published showing that while he was going with with Hamas, he was actually holding a grenade himself. Um, That's yeah, not, doesn't so, sound like news to me. Yeah, that doesn't press. sound like not, the media like at all. Press, dude. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the mainstream media at all. It just, it just, it's one of those things that makes you really head scratch. And again, it it makes you realize that these quote unquote mistakes that the media keeps making about yeah. this or any other issue. Mm-hmm really aren't mistakes like if if they're getting footage from a journalist who's embedded with terrorists and is and he knows about a terrorist attack and doesn't warn the country so exactly. that he can get the footage and then so the media companies can buy it um it isn't surprising that they keep getting things wrong always to the benefit of one wow. side over the other I was just thinking he'd have to know that something was about to happen to be embedded with him. I mean, I, I yeah. do know there's people that do kind of live with them, and that's what some people in the press do to write their books and make their careers yeah. furthered. But to know that it was about to happen and not say anything, I mean, doesn't that make him just as culpable as each one of the attackers? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Even more so because he didn't tell anybody. But the, the media in bed with the very are they making the story? You know, they always say, don't be the story, get yeah. the story. Yeah. But that sounds like he was the story. He was and he's story. getting the story. I mean, it's, so- it sounds like he was a terrorist. <laughs> For being honest. <laughs> it sure does. Right. If, if, you, if you're embedded with Hamas terrorists and you are in the vehicle holding a grenade and you don't tell the other side what happened, it quacks right. like a duck. Walks like a duck, swims like a duck. It's a duck. Anyway, we're not. We're not, we don't yeah. need to talk about this the whole episode. Uh, but love the game. 
I think we can refine it, turn it into a segment. Um, Play with it, but I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, One thing we don't need headlines for, though, is (laughs) it is remarkable to me Mm -hmm. that immediately after Kevin McCarthy was removed from office Mm -hmm. because he broke his agreement with the Freedom Caucus and pushed a continuing resolution instead of the full appropriations process, Mm -hmm. which is basically saying, instead of using the power of the purse to stop Biden from doing terrible things, we're just going to fund next year at the current level. Give them the same amount of money for everything that they're doing. Um, He was removed from power. And we went through this whole, like, (laughs) month-long fight to replace him. Oh, yeah. And Mike Johnson, who, by all accounts, seems to be a, a decent person, a good family man, good Christian, he comes in on a promise that we're not going to do it anymore. And yet, as we'll see right now, they did it again. On this vote, the yeas are 336, the nays are 95. Two-thirds being in the affirmative, the rules are suspended. The bill is, is 236 to 95. Objection. The motion to reconsider is laid on the table. So I think they'll, they'll uh, we'll, we'll re- right here. Okay, wow. Here's the pause. So wow. 336. Yay, saying that they want to suspend the rules, which means that they can pass this without having to go through a full debate process or committee process and pass the continuing resolution to fund the government through middle of January and early February. And what you see here is 336 yes votes, of which 127 were Republicans, 209 were Democrats, versus 95 no's, of which 93 were Republicans, two were Democrats, and then three not no votes, not voting. It just, it's crazy to me. I want, I want to get your, let me get your take on it. And then I'll play devil's advocate, I guess. Mm -hmm. It seems crazy to me that we went through this whole process of fighting to stop the establishment types from getting control of the speaker's gavel. Put this guy in on the, on a, on a even firmer promise not to do this. And then he does it. What's your take on it? What I take think happened is McCarthy made more enemies than he did friends and there was a there was crosshairs on him and the, the political crosshairs were on him they wanted him out and they used that as an as an excuse to get him out early and I think that's the reason because the hypocrisy of this move is just so blatant Max it's like a slap in the face for the people that would have put the new speaker in power right I mean it's either that or he's just it's just business as usual, no matter who's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think McCarthy probably made enemies. There was a, some rumors yesterday or some talking that he was elbowing people, like things were getting rough. Yeah. And, that. and, and it's like, I think he might, yeah. I think he just probably made too many and they just wanted to get rid of him or, you know, and then they use that as like political uh, showmanship. It, it keeps yeah. the Republican party from doing anything for a whole month and a very, you know, time sensitive frame so that's what i think it was just an enemy's move because if they really wanted to change we wouldn't have had this today we wouldn't it would have here's, not here's here's what the freedom caucus manifested. said about it freedom caucus says the house freedom caucus opposes the proposed clean continuing resolution as it contains no spending reductions no border security and a single meaningful win for the american people republicans must stop negotiating against ourselves over fears of what the senate may do with the promise roll over today and we'll fight tomorrow while we remain committed to working with Speaker Johnson, we need bold change. 
that was more measured than I expected out of them. I mean, they're not ready to. I I kind of treat this like a like an NFL situation. Like I'm a Jets fan. I'm cursed to always have a losing oh. team, and every season it ends up being fire the head coach, fire the offensive coordinator, fire okay. not the defense coordinator, defense fire sale, fire sale, like, like fire, like fire the owner, like right. leak leak his email so we can change ownership. <laughs> right, I mean, like those are the calls. Like bench the quarterback, bench the yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. can't catch the ball. You expect that to happen here, where it's like you just had a speaker of the house removed for the first time, and the guy comes in and does the same thing. I would have expected it to be a little harsher, but I think that the Freedom Caucus, while they have to stand on principle on the promises. I think they understand that when you have a Speaker of the House installed in like what late latish September, September, yeah, you can't do a full appropriations process for twelve separate uh, spending bills in a month and a half, and we're up against. And this is where I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. We're up against a pretty hard deadline of a government of a government shutdown, and what the Senate, the Democrat Senate. And in fairness, the McConnell Senate too. What they do every single time is they pass a continuing resolution saying we're going to fund the government next year at the current levels, and then they all go home. And they say, "Okay, House, it's your decision. You have a bill on your on your desk. Pass it, or government shutdowns on you." And they refuse to come back and negotiate. So I can understand where. Speaker Johnson could say, okay, I don't have enough time to go through a full appropriations process. And I know what the Senate's going to pull. The Senate's going to force me to fund the government for an entire year at the current levels. And then I won't get another shot at this until 2024, which is an election year. And then everyone's going to be afraid to uh, to do anything, right? Or it might even be a lame duck session after sure. the election. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what he put forward, while it's not what we want... While it's very obviously what got McCarthy kicked out, I think the way he's presented it and the timeline that he's presented is a little bit fair. And that's, there's two deadlines now with this continuing resolution. The first one is January 19th. That's when the military's appropriation bill, the VA, mm-hmm. housing and urban development, agriculture and energy mm-hmm. and water, when mm-hmm. those four spending packages have to be passed. If not, those four departments shut down on January 19th. So that gets the military out of the way. Fund the military, and then there's no pressure of, if you don't fund the government, soldiers lose their paychecks right before Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, right before Christmas. So so you fund that by January 19th, and that takes it out of the way. Then you have the other eight government spending bills, which includes the State Department, includes the FBI, right? includes Mm -hmm. DHS, the White House, the legislative, I'm not going to name them all, but there's eight. Um, then that deadline is February 2nd. So at that point, you can pass these individual bills. And you can say, okay, I'm going to fund, I'm going to cut State Department foreign aid. But I don't have to worry about soldiers not having money yeah, to pay for the check. Spread. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to... I'm going to demand that border money, that border wall funding and that border security funding be passed into law. And I don't have to worry about the farmers not getting their their subsidies 
through the Department of Agriculture, right? Mm-hmm. Or I don't have to worry about nuclear power plants under the Department of Energy um, having a shutdown and losing security personnel, whatever they sure. claim. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. So when you take when you take the pain points that the Democrats and the rhinos and the GOP consistently use as leverage to force conservatives into eating a shit sandwich, basically, mm-hmm. when you take that out of the equation, you free up the ability to pass meaningful power of the purse spending bills that restrain Biden, force government actions in certain areas without them being able to use military personnel, farmers, um, people who take advantage of government subsidized housing mm-hmm. as like mm-hmm. as pawns, as 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 sacrificial lambs, as cannon fodder. So I can understand. It's, I can understand both yeah. sides of it. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking it would happen just because we were right up against the holidays, and you, you know, politically, if you were to try to shut down the government, quote unquote, it would look really bad on the republic uh, on it's the Republicans. Time. It's always yeah. timed right before Christmas, all the time. So what that means is now we're back into January where, you know, you're just a few months away from really ramping up the, the, uh, the cycle, the, the voting cycle and the election cycle that, that starts coming up. So we'll see, cause if they stand firm in January and February, right, we'll find that they're, they're actually going to stick to their guns on this one and mm-hmm. force like a real change in that. Right. If it doesn't happen, then they're, they're you know, by, you know, they're worth their salt. They would have to get rid of Johnson too and, and remove him because he has not done what he said he would do. Democrats yeah. will certainly join it because it'll look good politically. But, uh, you know, it's going to force some hands coming up into that that political year. And I think they might stick to it this time in January and February, right? I think there might be yeah. a real actual budget that comes out this year and it'll be a forced budget because Republicans want to say we, we made a budget happen, right? Yeah. They want that. The Freedom Caucus wants that. The Democrats will just want to say that we, you know, we obviously extended our hand across the aisle and we got it done, but there wasn't enough. So we're, yeah. it's going to come down to what you know they're going to keep and what's going to remain and who's going to look best politically if they really do stick to the guns. If it doesn't happen, then the Republicans are just a, a pawn of the Dems. That's so the way here's I see the it. problem as I can see it. Um, here, here's the problem. Those are sessions, right? That's these uh, are. This is the calendar for 2023. So these are the days that the house is in session i'll zoom in so it's easier for people to see we're here on november 15th so they're not even they're in session they're in Mm -hmm. session tomorrow and then they're out of session until the 28th then they're here for three for four days then another four days another four days and then they're gone until january 9th whoa so let's count the days four eight yeah 12, 16, 16, 20, 21 days after today, 21 days where Congress is in session between now and the first deadline of January 19th, 21 days for them to do those four appropriation bills. But also, the next deadline is February 2nd, also 25 days to do the other eight. Yeah. So, so. Let's just get four additional days yeah, to make that happen. So, and it's. It's like, who came up with these deadlines? Like, you look at January 19th to February 2nd. You're like, okay, that's half a month. No, there's only four congressional uh, work days in between January 19th and February 2nd. So are they going to do eight appropriation bills 
right. those four days? Or can they walk and chew gum at the same time and do all 12 in 26 days? That would be like the most they've ever done. <laughs> And like a flurry, man, it would be the most productive Congress we've ever had if that was the case, right? Uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of soapboxing from this, right? There's going to be a lot of opportunities to try to generate headlines. I think that's probably half what's going to go on here because they, they want to start setting up the election cycle in January. Yeah, They want to start being able to put arrows in the quiver saying that you didn't, you know, you obviously didn't like Americans because you didn't want to pass our spending bill, you know, X, Y, Z, whichever side that you yeah. want to pick that would be saying that. And what's scary is that they're willing to do that at the cost of the American people. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see it. Was the last time we had a balanced budget? Uh, Clinton. Clinton. I think yeah. that was the last time. So Mike Johnson was sworn in as the new speaker of the house on October 25th, right here. So let's give him a one day honeymoon. Yeah. And assume that, you don't get elected and then immediately get things done the next day. Let's, let's give them a one-day honeymoon. Between then and now, there was only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine days where, where the Senate was in session up until between then and today. So, of course, they couldn't do 12 appropriations bills in nine working days. Of course. I don't know if they can do 12 in 26 working days. days yeah and i don't know think they didn't have a speaker for the entire month of september look at yeah. all that time that was missed yeah. for that to happen and and you it's, it's this isn't like august where you can look at the august calendar and say okay you have to come in to work we need to get this done because look they take august completely off oh. wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be nice well i'm looking at the schedule and i'm like who's making this i would love wouldn't it be nice the, to make 150 grand a year and just have this calendar? Dude. Long weekends, every weekend. Right. So th they can't say, like, Christmas Day, come into work. I mean, they could, yeah. but they're not going to. Right? They're not going to say New Year's Day, which falls on a Monday, come into work. No. So, like, I, I don't think they're going to do the 22nd. I think they're going to keep that long weekend for Christmas. Mm -hmm. you're limited in how you can force people back to work extra days. I mean, you could force people to work through the weekend. That's probably yeah. what will end up happening. You'll see these weekends, the second and third, these weekends before Christmas disappear. Yeah. And you'll likely into 2024 see these weekends disappear. They might get called back early after New Year's if necessary. Um, Imagine just the debate on these could last days. You wouldn't even yeah. be through one of the bills before, yeah. you know, the session would be done. You know what I mean? There, there's just no way unless they've already got these things written and it's just, a, you know, the backroom talking is, has happened. They're going to present it and it gets voted on. I mean, there's maybe that could be happening, but I doubt it. I, I, I just don't see them spending the time and effort on it. And there's going to be sides that don't want a balanced budget to start the 2024. They don't want one to, no. you know, before the start of the election cycle. At, at the cost to us. So this is how it usually works. We're going to get rid of the White House proposing a budget because that's not important for this. So you have the House Budget Committee. They receive the budget, and then the, uh, the House floor basically sends the bills to committee. So when they send it to committee, it doesn't go to the full committee first. It goes to the subcommittees. And so there'll be a number of subcommittees that have interest in a bill because these bills aren't usually just like well, the State Department's usually the State Department, mm -hmm. but 
for like the FBI and DOJ, that usually also encompasses DHS. Mm. So like there's different subcommittees that will like law enforcement, border security, different different subcommittees want to have a bite at the apple. Sure. Right. And, and that's especially complicated um, when you look at like the bill that's going to be um, step one due J- January 19th. It's the Pentagon and the VA. Oh. Now, no, they're they they feel like they should be just put together, right? But also, they are real. They're different subcommittees. There's defense, and then there's veterans yeah. affairs. So right there, that one bill has to go through two different committees and multiple subcommittees within each. So that's yeah. what takes time. That's what takes time. So it has to go subcommittees, all the subcommittees. Then it goes to the committee. Committee has to approve it. So even if you were to have a day where you call everyone back into session on a day that wasn't scheduled, you still need a majority there in the committee to be able to do work. So if a lot of these committees are one Republican majority, there's one more Republican than Democrat. If even one Republican is absent, then the committee can't do its work if the Democrats don't show up. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very hard. It's, it's not just as easy as snapping your finger and saying the committee is going to meet on this day. There's a lot of moving parts, travel schedules, um, legitimate in many cases. And then people get sick. People have family emergencies, things come up. Um, so once it goes through the committee process, it gets approved. Then it goes to the house floor, but it's not done there. Then it has to go to the appropriations committee in the house. It's amazing. The appropriations committee has to has to have its hand. Sometimes the rules committee might get involved, depending on what is necessary for it to actually pass. Then it goes back to the House floor. Then it'll get sent to the Senate. And if the Senate doesn't agree and passes a different bill, then it goes back to the House. And then they have reconciliation where they're supposed to meet and compromise. But that's a lengthy process. (laughs) Yeah. It's not going to happen <laughs> by design. This isn't a lot of this isn't going to happen. The VA will probably get done. Military will get done. Military get done because you can shame Democrats into avoiding that. HUD, yeah, housing, yeah. urban development will get done. Democrats aren't going to put wow millions of Americans on the street out of yeah. government subsidized housing. Agriculture will get done because um, Democrats aren't going to be anti-farmer. Energy so- and water will get done. Like those are the easy, low-hanging fruits. But those are the ones that the Democrats traditionally like to use as leverage to force us to eat the shit yeah. sandwich for yeah. all the bad spending packages. That's why they put it together. They don't put it together for convenience sake. They put it together so you have to eat the shit sandwich. So you have to vote for stuff that you never would have voted for. But you have to. Otherwise, the vets get laid off. or yeah. not, not laid off, but they, they don't get paid in time for Christmas. So this is the challenge. So when you look at this, you can understand how Mike Johnson couldn't get all this done for 12 appropriations bills in just nine days that the house was in session between then and now you can understand that, right? Oh yeah. It'd be a miracle if, I mean, it it can't happen. It just can't. And you you can understand why so often Congress will suspend the rules and just pass a bill without going through this process Mm -hmm. because it's lengthy. It takes time. It takes effort. It's like, it's like herding cats to get people to show up these subcommittees. Yeah. The challenge is, though, he's he's had this whole promise. He says, I know I just did what I promised I wasn't going to do. I promise this is the last time. What happens if we get to February 2nd and he says, 
he tries to say, sorry, this is, I promise this time is the last time and tries to ram something else. Then he'll probably be removed. And then we'll be back in square one. Right. And then the next speaker will say, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to go through a lengthy appropriations process. Right. Government's going to shut down. We'll just do it and we'll, and we'll try again next time. So and then we're in an election by the then. Yeah. And that whole makeup changes. Yeah. Yep. It's a perfect yep. recipe for getting what you want done without getting the stuff that needs done to get you right into an election. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Yeah. That, that that's whoever came up with this plan is pretty good. I mean, they should be in charge of the country. The only thing that, that is good that came out of this and the GOP is, is touting it and advertising as much as they can is that this continuing resolution that's passed through January 19th and February 2nd does not include a provision to reauthorize what's called FISA section 702 of FISA, which is what the government has really? used to spy on Americans surveil mm -hmm. on Americans. You, you think about back to the Trump collusion investigation, mm -hmm. how they were listening in on not Trump's phone calls, but someone who was connected to Trump. And then they're allowed to do two or three jumps. So like, it would be like, uh, they're not investigating me. They're investigating Josh. Mm -hmm. But because I talk to Josh and because my neighbor talks to me, and because the other neighbor talks to that neighbor, they're also able to investigate sure. the three the three uh, the three places removed neighbor. So that's what seven hundred two of FISA did. So it doesn't get reauthorized. So it at least gives them some breathing room to renegotiate that. Because there yeah. were a lot of people that just wanted to extend that again for years. Sure. But other than that, there's not a lot to celebrate here. No, I, I, I still see like the Republicans just getting outmaneuvered on this and outmaneuvered beautifully and time being used as a weapon, right? Because they know these yeah. stuff, the stuff can't happen. I mean, this is a beautiful play, you know, to try to get you into a new election cycle to try to imagine what hasn't been done in that time, right? How much time the Republicans wasted having Speaker of the House and having control of the House. It, it, yeah. Nothing happens. Now this That's would brilliant. all this would all be a lot easier if the Republicans had a bigger majority. Mm -hmm. Which would be a lot easier if Ronna McDaniel wasn't the head of the RNC. Um the problem is one of the problem one of the problems is we just like here's an example. We just had a vote on whether or not to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary mm -hmm. of the Department of, of Homeland Security, because of his, his comments and his actions about border security. I mean, they have him dead to rights on perjury. Mm -hmm. They asked mm -hmm. him, we've covered it on the show, they asked him, do you have operational control of the U.S.-Mexico border? He said yes. They then put up a, a little bulletin board, poster board, laying out the legal definition they read it to him, which is stopping all illegal crossings of people and contraband. And they said, I'll ask you again, do you have understanding that this is the definition, not letting anything across the border ever? Right. Do you have operational control of the border? And Mayorkas still said yes. So that's not a situation of I was uninformed. I was mistaken. Mm -hmm. he, they read him the definition and he and he lied. So that right there, perjury should be done. But when it came time to vote on this, eight Republicans 
voted not to impeach him and 12 Republicans didn't vote. It's a little confusing the way that this motion was. The yeas in this case is actually not to impeach. It's basically to refer it to the committee, mm-hmm. saying that the right. House isn't ready to vote on this. Send it to committee. Let them think about it. So eight Republicans voted not to impeach, and 12 didn't even vote. And here they are, right here. We have uh, Representative Bents of Oregon, Buck Bonk. of Colorado. Wow. Duarte of California, Fox of North Carolina, Isa of California, McClintock of California, McHenry of North Carolina, Turner of Ohio. Those are the those are the no impeachment. And then the Republicans who didn't even bother showing up to vote or, or just didn't vote on it. Honor, Banks, yeah. Buchan- Banks of Indiana, Buchanan of Florida, Buckshin of Indiana, Crenshaw, Crenshaw? of Texas, a Texas border uh, representative, representative voting, not voting. On whether or not Mayorka should be impeached for how he's handled the border. You got Mississippi, Ezel of Mississippi, Fallon of Texas, another, another Texas, Mace of South Carolina, Mooney of West Virginia, Pence of Indiana, not Mike Pence, the brother, uh, Salazar of Florida, another Williams of Texas. Texas, wow. So this is the problem. Something that's as obvious as this of you committed perjury, you lied under oath. We gave you the benefit of the doubt and read you the definition and said, hey, were you sure about that? You still lied. And then everything else going on at the border, how they've deliberately not enforced the law, catch and release all of this. It's crazy. For 20 Republicans either to vote no for impeachment or to not vote at all is incredible. It's, it's insane. It's, it's disgusting. Because the Democrats... If if the shoe was on the other foot, they'd be lining up with bells on to vote to impeach a Republican cabinet official. Yeah. Every time they vote, they vote as a block. It is yeah. almost always 100% party line. They, they they don't waver. Yeah. How is it that Republicans can just not show up and then eight go a separate way? Buck was not acting like a Republican. He's also in a really Democratic state. It is super blue here in Colorado. I'm shocked. He's a pretty he red. Went, he's a pretty red district. He is, which blows my mind. Like why he would he vote yay on that blows my mind, right? Unless well, he's not running, he's not running for re-election. Then I see that that he's not running. Yeah, he's, um, uh, he's either up against terms or he's not going to run again because I do well, know that not, there's no terms. But um, I think he said he's not running. He yet yeah, two weeks ago he announced he's not running because okay. he doesn't like Trump. Boy, it's probably crazy. Off. It's probably it's better crazy. off without him. I mean, I was. No, I've heard he he had some health concerns too. Um, yeah. He had some health concerns years ago. I don't know if they've gotten worse. Um, don't want to speak too far out of turn because I don't know how privileged that information was. I can't quite remember. But um, for him to say that he's yeah. against Trump in his in his announcement that he's not going to run for re-election again, it's disgusting. So this is the problem. I think this also stems back. I'm going to use another football analogy. As I said, I'm a Jets fan. Sorry. I know. I know. Wipes the Bills fan, FYI. Oh, that, that's worse. That's worse because they actually, they can see the promised land. They have a, they have a quarterback who can throw a touchdown, but they shit the bed <laughs> with 12 <laughs> men on the field. <laughs> yeah, she's telling you about that. Keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. All right. So, um, so okay, the Jets had great plays, and there was this one player, Uzoma, 
number 87, keeps getting called for holding penalties. And every time the yeah. Jets have a really good play or a touchdown, it gets nullified because he's hold he's committing a penalty. So if Aaron Rodgers had been the quarterback, what you would see on the sideline would be abuse. <laughs> he would probably yeah. be screaming at this guy, throwing things at him, getting up in his face, manhandling him, and probably going over the offensive coordinator and say, don't effing put this guy in the game one more time. He can sit the bench for the rest of the game. And the, and the coordinator would listen and do it. But when you have someone like Zach Wilson, who, as, as talented as he might be, has not developed the way he should have. When you have someone like Zach Wilson, who does not have the respect of the locker room, right? does not have control. When Zach Wilson plays like crap, he can't then go and yell at someone for also playing like crap. Right. There's no leadership. There's no leadership to drag someone and force them to do what you tell them. That is what I'm seeing in the GOP as well. Because when you have a strong leader, like a John Boehner, who will force you to, to fall in line or else you will find yourself removed from committee assignments so fast they'll make your head spin. Or you'll find yourself with no funding for your reelection campaign. You, you, ha- you start to see Republicans falling in line. Even Paul Ryan was able to do that in a lot of ways, get people to fall in line for things by holding that money over their head and threatening them with it and threatening them with pulling their committee assignments. With Mike Johnson, there's, he, he's, he's, he's adorable. He's, he's, he's so nice. He's so, so, he's just so gentle. No one fears Mike Johnson, right? Yeah. If, you've, if 20 Republicans vote no or don't vote at all, on impeaching Biden's DHS secretary over the border, Mike Johnson isn't going to do anything to them. They have no reason to fear Mike Johnson or anyone else in the GOP leadership. So just like a crap tight end on the Jets doesn't have to fear getting chewed out by the quarterback because the quarterback sucks too, right? The Republicans don't have anyone in power. Like Nancy Pelosi, hater, despiser, she got them in line. And, and if you dare go against her, you would not be reelected. They would yeah. primary, they would primary you. They dump millions into a primary challenge and you'd be gone. And everyone knew it. So yeah. even if they dis- didn't, didn't agree, they bit their lip and they just went along with it. There's no one in the Republican, any, Republican party willing to do that. And when we had someone willing to do that, they were rhinos. They were establishment types and doing it for the wrong reasons. That's that to me is why I I believe they didn't want Jim Jordan because Jim Jordan would have been someone like that. Jim Jordan would have understood the powers of the speakership and and would have wielded it, wielded it against people who didn't fall in line. But that's the problem with the Republicans. Republicans don't have any cohesion because Mm -hmm. a lot of them aren't really Republicans Mm -hmm. and they have nothing to fear by by jumping out of line. Right. And fear is a useful tool when it works. It shows you that they're not in it for the American people, too. I mean, they vote for it for their own political ends on these things. You know, they do it to make sure they stay on subcommittees. I mean, the more and more we talk about this, Max, the more and more I realize that it's just not a government for the people by the people anymore. It's just not. No, it's not. It it hasn't been that way in a long time. And right now, people are too busy being scared of their own government. And and no one's scared to, to... Everybody's scared to work for the American people and not for the system just a big political system that churns on day after day, sucking up our money and spending it on, on garbage 
and spending more than we give them. I mean, they're spending more than, than we, we have, yeah, you know, more than we it, could ever have. And it's, and it's, it's just not littered yeah. away. I'm turning red in the face because I'm just getting angry at this stuff, man. You know, and we vote for some of these people to put them in power to make these changes. They don't do anything or they do get the power. And you realize that they're just the same side of the coin. They're they're too busy working with the other side. Well, what's really depressing is that the institutions that actually control, pull the levers, have designed the system in such a way that you can't just be a firebrand taking over and create lasting change. I mean, just look at Trump. Trump came in and wanted to take a hatchet to the federal bureaucracy. And every time he did, he was met with lawsuit, 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 right? All in Hawaii with all the same judge. Notice that Biden doesn't have to go up against that. Everything Biden does doesn't get challenged like that. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, they're not having people looking through every element of his tax return to find something for an ethics complaint, mm-hmm. right? So that's a huge part of this. Mm-hmm. For, for Mike Johnson, he can be as well-intentioned as possible. Again, I'll be devil's advocate. You cannot be Speaker of the House for nine days and complete to nine days that the House is in session and complete 12 appropriations bills, negotiate with them with the Senate, and pass a uh, uh, agreed upon version. You can't. You can't do it in nine days. I don't know if you can do it in twenty six days. Um, it might have been wishful thinking, mm-hmm. given the fact that so many days between now and January nineteenth and February second are going to be the holidays. But we'll see. We'll see. First year is going to look crazy. It really is. I mean, it's yeah. it's either the make it break it time for Johnson and Republicans in the House, or it's just going to be more of the same and. You know, there's going to be a completely wasted majority of the House of Representatives by the Republicans. That's, yeah. I think, you, that's you, the actual outcome. You, you thought they wasted it for the first two years under Trump of just accomplishing tax reform and really nothing else. Just, just it, wait. It, it, yeah, I was going to say the answer is they didn't do jack under Trump. They really did. There was nothing they, because that was the interest that actually pulled the levers. Yeah, business interest that they, they had their interest. Mm-hmm. That's that's who they work for. Listen, we all want this is the this is the realist in me. We all want someone like Trump or Johnson to come in and just change everything. We all want them to be like a little jet ski zipping around making quick turns. The reality is it's like turning a battleship. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as fast, it's not nearly as easy, and it takes a long time. And if you don't if you don't have that time to complete the turn, it's very easy for the next guy to come in, course correct and bring it back on the old track. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's been just such a waste, Max. They, they're just give, give me the final word. As... And, oh, it's the final word. I I won't hold uh, it against Max because he's a Jets fan. I've been a Bengals fan myself, so you know, there's been a long, long road of mediocrity there. Yeah. But just well, remember well, that well, uh, Joey B, Joe Burrow learned how to throw the ball. It was a little, it was a little hairy there first couple games it was it was he got the biggest contract in history and then shit the bed for like three games in a row <laughs> but I, they're I, I, they're flying high right now they're doing okay the the last game they lost against uh oh, i forgot who they lost to uh, but Rams? yeah uh, it was that no no they just lost to the uh the texans yeah that that, that, that was that was right and that wasn't bro's fault no that was uh i was just talk management would have helped but yeah yeah but but to get back to it max the other side is outmaneuvered 
the Republicans in every way. And we are going to see a complete lame duck happen all the way up to the election cycle. And it has been planned from the very, very beginning. And, you know, I have no faith that there's actually going to be a budget that's created. I think they'll get the first four. I think that's I, I, reasonable. I, I'm, I'm going to say that they're they're going to roll over. The House or, will get them. The House will get them. Then it's whether or not the Senate says we'll, take it or leave it. Yeah. So okay. I have very little faith in that right now. I'm hoping. I would love like to see it. I mean, I don't want a full shutdown, but part of me is like, shut parts of it down. Let's do some real, real budget cutting, right? I yeah. want budget cuts. I like the – we were talking at the start about Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. uh, before we went to air. I think he was some. He was the one who proposed getting into office and cutting the federal bureaucracy in half by the odds or even last digit of their social security number. Wow! Making it truly random because if it's random, you can't. The unions can't stop you, right? Yeah. A random cut and just say, okay, odds evens, flip a coin. Who's it going to be? Oh, it's evens. Everyone with an even digit at the end of their social security number is now fired. Um, it might take that. It might be what's needed. I mean, real change happens with the swiftness sometimes. I think I think we'd find that it's like Twitter. You could get rid of eighty percent of the employees and it still runs. <laughs> I think I think we probably find it. Well, that's yeah. it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Rumble, YouTube, um, all those links are uh, you're watching it now, or go find yeah. us, Right Guys Podcast. We're also on the audio edition, which is on Apple Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible. Podbean. Check out those links in the description. Please do subscribe to an audio edition just so we can prove the numbers. It's great if you're driving your car, have a commute, just want to listen. We try to make this as audio friendly as possible. Check, check us out there. Check out all the links. That's it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. And remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. See you next See time. You later.